One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern, voice of the entrepreneur. If you'd like to work directly with Ray and his team to grow your business through more powerful marketing campaigns, reach out to him via his website at raysagern.com or call 512-808-5775. Now, here's Ray. Yes, indeed. It's the voice of the entrepreneur, One Man Brand Radio here on News Radio KLBJ. Got a great show lined up. Making his third appearance on the show, which actually brings you ahead of Tim Miles now. We've got Jeffrey Eisenberg here, but now not on the phone, but here in the studio. Also, Brian Eisenberg, Brian and Jeffrey Eisenberg here together. One man, Brian Regas. You know, I've known you guys for, what, 12, 13 years now. I want to take it back old school New York style. But for starters, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Here's where I want to start. I'm going to start with you, Brian, actually. So when Jeff was on the first time he's on the show, I, I bust his balls a little, gave him a little bit of a hard time about his Brooklyn swagger in the Brentwood neighborhood, which kind of evokes the image of, you know, John Travolta, Saturday Night Fever rolling up to the Minimax. But it was really just that we kind of bump into each other, yeah. walking dogs, right? You're also an Austin guy, different neighborhood. But, but my point is, when I first met you guys, you guys have this gigantic company in Brooklyn. You got all these employees. You come to sell that company. You guys both move to Austin. Tell me this story. So I moved here uh, now just a little over five years ago. So Jeffrey was already here for almost a couple of years. I left because I had a crazy landlord in New York. And I said, okay, it's time to get out of New York. And I had three kids. And I'm like, hey, Austin looks like the right place to be. Because for what we do, we can be in any wonderful city. And, uh, of course, Austin happens to be one of the top three metros in the country for raising children and so hey it made absolute sense for us mm-hmm. jeff let's bring you in here on this how, how is it different what you guys do? I know you travel a lot and and obviously you guys don't have another big company with 30 employees here like you did up in brooklyn when i first met you but how how is it different living in the big apple versus living here in terms of what you guys do you know in your day-to-day how's it different yeah wow the the stress levels are way lower <laughs> um Yes. I mean, you know, yesterday we sat out by in Brian's backyard while our dogs played and, and, See, and spoke. So it wasn't And, and it I wasn't saw that winter. on Facebook, just for the record, I saw all that on Facebook and I was like, I could be there. I could be because, I mean, it's like last time I saw you, it was like, come on up anytime. I'm like, so does that mean, does that include when I see it on Facebook, just hop in the car, swim trunks? Yes? Absolutely. Okay, good, good. Swimming sure. But you guys are working on a book, right? You're working on your book, or a, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's what you said you were doing on Facebook yesterday. <laughs> anyway, but no, you guys are. And there's there's a website that you guys are sort of rolling this out chapter by chapter in conjunction with Roy H. Williams, our mutual friend. Brand like Amazon. Tell me what that's about. So brand like Amazon, even a lemonade stand can do it. That's the subtitle is a book that we've written in the style of a story. It's actually quite an engaging story. We wouldn't have had the talent to do it, but Roy Williams ap- is absolutely sure. fantastic. Full writer. disclosure, my business partner, Roy Williams, keep going. And, and ours. Yeah, right? cool. so, yeah. And so he was able to take these ideas that we've been rolling out over the last few years about how to help people grow their businesses. I mean, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you know all about anxiety and stress. And, sure. You know, you, you worry about whether you're growing enough. You know, you worry about whether your customers are happy and and it's a constant struggle, right, to focus on the important and not let it slide at the expense of the urgent. Interesting. It's One Man Brand Radio. you got Brian and Jeffrey Eisenberg. We're talking about branding like Amazon. Now, let's talk about the style of it being written in, in a story. And, you, and Brian, Jeff was saying that, that that's sort of Roy's, he's able to, to sort of spin it in that direction. What's that collaboration like? I know you guys, I know Roy for so long now. What's that collaboration like with him? We initially made it down to Austin because I found Roy's book on a bookshelf uh, in the 
now sort of defunct, struggling Borders bookstore. <laughs> and we're talking about the Wizard of Ads. The yeah, the original, original Wizard of Ads. Uh, and I had read it in the bookstore, bought it, brought it home, gave it to Jeffrey. And then the following week, he called up and came down to... It was the next morning, but he came. But he came down, you know, right away for one of the first academy classes ever. Mm-hmm. And we've been coming down ever since. And I got to say, from that point, from all the old stuff that I've read that Roy has written, I, I honestly believe this is probably some of his best writing ever. Well, that's awfully tall praise, <laughs> and I should also, just in the interest of clarification, uh, anybody who's driven out to the Salt Lake and seen the Wizard Academy signs, what Brian's talking about is the original iteration of Wizard Academy in the converted garage out in back of what was then the Wizard of Ads home office, yes? Oh, wow. That's th- Listen, I came down here, it was the beginning of the year 2000. We had to be really grateful that, you know, Y2K didn't take us down, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Brian read that book in uh, sometime in December. Uh-huh. Um, I called the next morning. I found out that he was doing a free public seminar. Yes. I came down. And in the original iteration, what you're talking about was a converted gym. He originally was a gym in his office at his office building. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I'm talking about is okay. So what I'm talking about is oh four. At which point I was an entry level copywriter in that building. Yes. I, I, so when I came in, it was in an attic. Okay. <laughs> okay with about. with 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 one um, egress point and had the fire department. Oh, I know what you're talking. They would have yes. busted him really bad. Right. So we were up there with like 25 people in a room that fit 15. Was it a Academy now thirty two acres. It's a whole different thing. But that's exactly how you innovate and experiment. I love it. And, and and I mean, if it's right with what we're talking about in the book, and and that's what the collaboration's been about, right? I mean, Roy's inspired us so long, and uh, he's been watching us work with some of the companies we've been working with over the years, and and really understanding why this very complex message, which is really just some four basic principles that you need to understand of what Amazon's doing and telling it in a simpler way, in a more powerful way. And that that's what Roy is just a master at doing. This is One Man Brand Radio, Brian Eisenberg, Jeffrey Eisenberg. And uh, man, I guarantee you we're going to run out of show before we run out of things to talk about. Brand Like Amazon is the book. I'm putting myself in the shoes of the listener for a moment. Sure. Right? Having started several businesses. Sure. And I'm saying, Brand Like Amazon, man, those suckers, they have you know, gazillions of dollars and they've got all these resources and why Amazon? And the the key thing is that what we're talking about is applicable whether you're a one-man band mm-hmm. or brand or brand yes, um, or whether you're a large multinational corporation. And the book specifically is re- being written with small businesses in mind. It's why the subtitles, even a lemonade stand can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, lemonade stand is iconic. Every entrepreneur has thought of that. Sure. But we're saying that there's four simple things that everybody needs to do. These are the four pillars, right? So customer centricity is the first pillar, right? Customer at the center of the universe. The second one is continuous optimization. You just keep making it a little bit better every day. A culture of innovation, actually doing new things, trying new experiments and failing often. And the fourth one is corporate agility, failing fast, but also succeeding fast. And those are four things. And the thing is that you would expect when you say that, right, intuitively, Mm -hmm. you'd say, wow, that's no big deal. I do those things. I believe in those things. But yet they're so hard to actually accomplish, right? We're most concerned with... How do you actually build a business based on experience? Because we're talking about brand like Amazon. Brand 
often has the connotation of somebody's doing a lot of advertising, right? So, you know, if you don't have this big advertising budget, we're going to tell you something that's going to blow your mind. Jeff Bezos said that they take most of the money that would normally be put into advertising and they put it into improving customer experience and they're the best at it. They even do things like, and I'm going to let Brian tell the story because he, he actually discovered this um, and is sort of fascinated with it. Yeah, I, you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs miss the fact that experience doesn't happen in the things that customers naturally expect. They expect a product to be arrived. They expect you to show up on time. Those things are not going to earn you respect and word of mouth and great experiences. That's not what does it. It's always in the little details. And so I'm going to give you, I, I think is a, a classic example. There is somebody's job at Amazon to think about that packing tape that goes on their boxes. Now think about it. I'm sure you've ordered boxes from other retailers, right? Sure. Have you ever noticed the Amazon ones are just so easy to stink your finger <laughs> in and rip open? Well, now that you mention it, sure. The packages are simple to open. And then mm -hmm. the other ones that you get from other retailers, you have to get a scissor right. or a knife or a blade and whatever, and you have to slice it open. And it doesn't end there. Then you have to get inside. And the only one who's ever been concerned with rap rage. Rap rage. Rap <laughs> That's rage? a great term. I know what it is. Well, he's the only one who went to the manufacturers and said, okay, look, the experience doesn't stop when the package arrives at the door. The experience stops when we actually start using the product. So we've got to make the box easy to open and it can't rip open. It's got to be perfectly enough to wrap it. Yet when I open it, it also has to be frustration free. And they create this whole level of frustration free packaging. One man brand radio, news radio, KLBJ with the Eisenberg brothers. Jeff Eisenberg, Brian Eisenberg here. We're talking about branding like Amazon. I'm curious, Jeff, help me out here a little bit. So I get this. You've got the four pillars, keeping it customer centric, continual optimization, innovating and agility. How do you make this portable and applicable to smaller companies where philosophically, yeah, it all makes sense. I get that it's a book I can read, but how do you make it actionable? So, so here, here's the thing. This is what's really fascinating is most people think that it's big companies that have the advantage. The ones who have the advantage are actually owner-operated companies. At this point, what Amazon has shown is, yes, they have huge dollars and that's very helpful, but they have small focused teams and they keep those teams really focused. They have a two pizza rule, okay? What that means is if you need more than two pizzas to feed a team, Mm -hmm. You have too many people working on it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but, but, in but in Texas, how many tacos is that? Because I think we need uh, right. we need a translation. Well, we, yeah, we need the pizza taco conversion rate. Absolutely, yeah, we'll, we'll figure that one out later. But but as far as I can tell, I don't think he's talking about sixteen people. I no, think I he's talking it. about for sure. Probably we're talking about an eight person team is a big yeah, team. Sure, right. So first, having people who are really accountable and having people responsible for those things that's really important. But one of the things that they do that's so different is that they measure things differently than mm -hmm. everybody else. So, mm -hmm. you know, I know that every entrepreneur is, wor is worried about their sales and they're mm -hmm. looking at their financial statements and they're looking at their bank account. Mm -hmm. And what Amazon does is never worries about those things. And keep in mind, they never worried about those things when they didn't have a pot to piss in. What they knew is that if they continue to do the right things, they would get the right outcome. And so the metrics that they focus on are the ones that matter to customers.